Hello, and welcome to A Battle Within. I'm Drew Neiman. Beginning on episode number two, I will be joined by my amazing partner in life, my bride, Terry Neiman. Terry is the inspiration for A Battle Within, and you will get to know her quite a bit as time progresses. It may or may not be obvious, but today's society has a big lack of understanding about what a traumatic brain injury is in the first place, but the understanding of post-concussive syndrome or PCS is even worse. We'll get into that in a minute. But first, A Battle Within is about our life experiences and those of our guests living with and healing from post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. The conversations will be real, raw, and uncensored from both the survivor and the caregiver perspectives. From time to time, we will also get medical professionals involved so they can offer their expertise as well. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury and to help those in the battle, whether that is you the warrior or you the caregiver. One way to do that is to share, so please do share. As always, we hope you will find the episodes offered to be useful. Please note that Terry and Drew, we are not medical professionals. We are offering our own perspectives, experiences, and information we've learned via our own research. Onto the episode defining what post-concussive syndrome is. Post-concussive syndrome is a complex disorder in which various symptoms last for weeks and sometimes months or even years beyond the normal course of recovery. It is important to note that the symptoms related to post-concussive syndrome is experienced by many with any kind of a traumatic brain injury, not just diagnosed concussions. To understand post-concussive syndrome further, we must first understand what a concussion is in the first place. Concussion is a form of a traumatic brain injury, otherwise known as TBI, that affects how the brain functions. Concussions occur as a result of a traumatic blow to the head or neck that causes the head and brain to move rapidly back and forth in a whip-like fashion. The sudden movement damages the delicate cells and structures inside the brain. This damage can cause physical and or chemical changes in the brain, which affects how it does function. The effects can be short-term, lasting a few hours, a couple of days, or cause long-term problems. Medical professionals usually describe concussions as a mild form of a TBI, yet even the mildest of concussions can become serious, depending on the patient, and can last a lifetime for some. Concussions can happen as a result of car crashes from playing sports, physical altercations, military personnel in battle, and accidental falls, to name a few. Sporting and falls have been the causes of Terry's concussions, and we'll get to those in the following episodes. Concussions are more common than you may think. Concussions are becoming more and more common in children. The number of ER visits related to concussions and TBIs in general rose 57% in children from 2001 to 2009, according to the CDC. Do you think that there has been a significant rise in recent times with children, or do you think that maybe the medical professionals have a better understanding? How about parental awareness being better? Falls are the leading cause of TBIs in youngsters, accounting for about 40%. As of this recording, over 350,000 American soldiers returning from the conflicts in the Middle East have experienced traumatic brain injuries, including concussions, and are experiencing post-concussive syndrome. 
About 300,000 TBIs each year occur as a result of playing sports, according to a study published in the last decade. Female athletes have higher rates of concussion than their male counterparts, and they are most common in football, wrestling, ice hockey, basketball, field hockey, soccer, and lacrosse. Some symptoms of concussions can develop hours or days after the injury occurs. Some of the symptoms can include but are not limited to trouble concentrating, memory problems, dizziness or vertigo, irritability or other personality changes, sensitivity to light and noise, sleep disturbances, depression and other psychological problems, disorders of smell and taste. Long-term effects of concussions are not very common. In fact, the vast majority of people see symptoms resolve within a six-week period, but the few can suffer for years. That brings us back to what post-concussive syndrome is. Many experts believe post-concussive syndrome is caused by a structural damage to the brain or disruption of the messaging system within the nerves caused by the concussion or other traumatic brain injury. Others believe post-concussive symptoms are related to psychological factors, especially the most common symptoms, headache, dizziness, and sleep problems, are similar to those often experienced by people diagnosed with depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress disorder, otherwise known as PTSD. As of this recording, research hasn't determined why some people who've had concussions develop persistent post-concussive symptoms why others do not. About 20% of people that suffer from post-concussive syndrome continue ex- to experience symptoms after six weeks. The more concussions and blows to the head you get, the more likely you are to suffer long-term consequences. With Terry, this has certainly been the case. Risk factors for developing post-concussive syndrome include age. Increasing age is a risk factor as well as the sex. Women are more likely to be diagnosed with post-concussive syndrome than men. Diagnosing of post-concussive syndrome can be vague and unique to each patient. It can be difficult to diagnose post-concussive syndrome in the first place. There is no definitive test as of this recording. There are still trying to develop tests, but none have come to the forefront. Diagnosis is mainly based on knowing a blow to the head occurred, reported symptoms, a physical a CT or MRI scan to the head. How about treatment? Most people with post-concussive syndrome are able to recover with rest, by minimizing stress, by being strategic and utilizing their energy and managing stimuli. Others require much more, such as therapies for balance, vision, and mental well-being. Terry has had multiple therapies and specialists for her injuries. We'll get into many of them in greater detail in later episodes. Unfortunately, disability for many can be a result for those trying to heal from post-concussive symptoms. What are some of the disabilities that can result from post-concussive syndrome? Cognition, which is the process of thinking, reasoning, problem-solving, information processing, and memory. The most common cognitive impairment among severely head-injured patients is memory loss, characterized by some loss of specific memories and a partial inability to form or store new ones. Those affected can easily be confused or distracted and have problems with concentration and attention. 
They can have problems with higher level so-called executive functions such as planning, organizing, abstract reasoning, problem solving, and making judgment calls. Many have sensory problems, especially problems with vision. They may not be able to register what they are seeing or slow to recognize objects. Some can have difficulty with hand-eye coordination, and because of this, being prone to bumping into or dropping objects or generally unsteady. A good amount have difficulty driving a car, working complex machinery, or playing sports. Other sensory deficits may include problems with hearing, smell, taste, or touch. Some experience ringing or roaring in the ears. Damage to part of the brain that controls the senses of touch may cause persistent skin tingling, itching, and or pain. Language and communication problems are common and many have difficulty with the more subtle aspects of communication, such as body language and emotional nonverbal signals. Often having trouble recalling words and speaking in complete sentences is a concern. Most injured have emotional and or behavioral problems that fit under a broad category of psychiatric health. Family members often find that personality changes and behavioral problems are the most difficult differences to handle. Sometimes developmental stagnation occurs, meaning that they fail to mature emotionally, socially, or psychologically after the trauma. Terry has had most of these concerns at one time or another, many of which have been overcome at the time of the recording. The disabilities and the pains possible obviously make this a serious concern, one which we all know is not really understood. Our hope is to have a small part in changing that. Hopefully you'll join throughout the episodes where you get to hear from Terry directly and some of the amazing guests on their journey directly. If you're new to this life, know that you can get quite a bit better. It does require a willingness to seek out many different ways to help yourself and a good bit of work, so please do keep battling. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com and on Facebook and Instagram at abattlewithin. Please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever it is you may listen, and be sure to share with everyone in your life you feel could benefit. Show notes are available at www.abattlewithin.com backslash the podcast. Until next time, for those healing, show yourself some grace. For those who know someone healing, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Take care, folks. Keep battling. Bye-bye.